everybody, I'm Theo Fleury, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Host Jason, along with Chris. What it do? All right, we're finally back at it again and in person. So, um, Blues went to New York. Looks like they had fun going around New York. It's about all they had. Yeah, they seem a little bit of struggles lately. So we got the Blues games across the New York uh, bi-state area. Uh, so going from Madison Square Garden to the, out to the Islanders' new place to. Uh, Jersey to wrap it up, and we're hoping they would, uh, you know, have like all those teams. Mind you, Rangers are very good. That's to say at least. That For was the sure. one I figured would be the would be a really which ironically is game. the best game of the three they played. Yeah, so which is weird. And then Islanders are like high expectations this year and falling kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jersey, I, I think they were supposed to make gains this year, which maybe they have, but. Uh, still a team that's not a playoff team and not looking forward to the playoffs. So I would agree. So you have three teams that you uh, you, you should go. In my opinion, two and one, maybe you know, one one and one is acceptable as well. But unfortunately, I would say you should have two. You should have at least four points out of that swing. It'd be nice if you did, but they didn't do any of that, unfortunately. So no, no, so they did not. We're just recording a little bit after uh, Dougie Hamilton. Spoiler alert: took the third game of the uh, New York swing. So we have that, and a little bit of Blues news across the board. So uh, not too much uh, news-wise. Eh, you look around. Uh, I'd say the best bit of news is uh, let's see. We got already talked about Brubay's contract extension. I was going mm-hmm. through all the news on the Blues website here. Blues new app. I'll say that like pretty sharp. Yeah, I, you know what? I like that it is. It's easier to be more Blues centric than the original one, which was basically just a Blues skinned NHL app. Um, but I wish it was easier to find the out of town scores. It was so much easier with the original NHL app. Yeah. So. We'll say this leading into the game, the set of New York games. I'm kind of writing a high note. So the Blues looked really good against Chicago. Bennington goes back in net. Looks very good. Uh, got a shutout. He has yep. two shutouts this year, both against Chicago. I mean, uh, so crazy stat about that. Do you know Chicago? The Blues have n- not allowed a goal in Chicago since 2019. Wow. They shut the last game in 2019. They shut out there. And then with COVID, they didn't yeah. play another game there. They only played one there, and it was a shutout. And wow. then, obviously, the schedule was a little weird. And they another shutout this season. And It's a skewed stat, but it's cool. It's cool. Oh, it's definitely, uh, you know, obviously sounds crazy. But at the end of the day, it's not really, you know, obviously not many games compared. Also, with the scheduling nowadays, because you want, they want to see every single team play each other. So you don't get, like, as many games against your – Division. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was looking at the schedule a week or so ago and realized that we only have, what, one game left against Minnesota? Mm-hmm. And then we haven't played Colorado since the beginning of the year. We played a bunch at the beginning of the year, and yeah. then we play them near the end, like the la- one of the last games of the year. It's bizarre. Yeah, so the Blues, 
beat Chicago four nothing, which is great. Bennington, I think, looked he didn't have to do much that game. Let's say that, but he but he, when he had no. to make the saves, he, he, he did what he, he had did. to do. And that's all we care about. So uh, we do have some prospect signing news. Mm-hmm. So the Blues signed goaltender Will Cranley to a three year deal. Currently playing for the Ottawa Sixty Sevens. Uh, he was drafted in the sixth round and of the 2020 uh, entry draft, uh, 163 overall. Uh, currently had, had a really good season last year, struggling a bit this year, but it's never not a bad thing to have a bunch of goalies in your system. He's only 20 years old. I agree. Uh, keep piling the goalies up because you never know what happens. Like, whoso you kind of thought was going to be just okay, but then slowly got better in the minors, had a rocky start to his NHL career, and has been very good this year to the point that – you may or may not, you know, be able to keep them next year, depending on how things shape up. I just don't up. know how they can. Well, there's other places they have to work on. Uh, so far, it's been very eerily quiet on Blues rumors. Last time we talked about all the rumors about all who you might get. Um, nothing new to add to that. Just it seems like anytime they brought up the guys, they just everybody just basically has been saying Doug Armstrong. He's a really good GM, and if he wants to get something, he'll figure out a way to get it. And that's about the only thing a lot of the insiders have said. Which uh, good for good on Doug Armstrong for yeah. like he's always played really close to the vest, and Very obviously, so. little stuff has leaked out on various trades throughout the years. But you know, some trades he worked on for a long time. For example, I remember the Jay Bomeister trade when he made that years ago with Calgary. Years, it was, it, was, it was almost a year and a half. Like they were going back and forth, yeah. like trying to figure out the right combination. Um, I'm gonna have a fun little thing in the next podcast. We're gonna try for the trade deadline. I'm gonna put up what we think the best five best Doug Armstrong trades of all time are. I mean, number one is clearly Ryan O'Reilly. That's what you'll say because obviously the end result, what happened from yeah. it. Like obviously if you let's say that didn't happen, who knows where it would have fell. Right. I but, mean, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I think you can go back and check the tape. I was very skeptical on O'Reilly when we traded for him. Yeah, I think I think I, were. I, I felt like I wasn't sure – if O'Reilly was as good as he was cracked up to be, or if he was just going to be a guy who was a decent player on some really crappy teams. Because mm. remember, he was in Colorado, and Colorado was poop. Yeah, And then he went to Buffalo, who, God bless them, can't get out of the gutter to save their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's come here and, and proven he's worth every single damn dollar you're paying him. Yeah. Um, so obviously his contract is up for next year. So is Tarasenko's. Who that's that little cloud is kind of looming too. But that's probably an off season deal about if we're going to trade Tarasenko or not. I would say that one way or another, the Tarasenko thing's done after this year. Either he's resigned or he's gone. Yeah, I think it's one. Way I don't or another. think they're going to go into next season with an unknown. I just, I just don't think you can. Because if he tears it up next year and you you're need screwed, him for the playoffs, yeah. you're basically. And I hated the that hate when they talk about that, where it's like. You make like you make the one one of them is if I'm stuttering too much is when you get a guy back from injury that yeah. was after the trade deadline it's like oh it's like making a trade sure or it's like sometimes the best trade you make is the, the trade you, you don't. don't and that's like when you keep you keep Tarasenko and say hey it turns into a Stanley Cup great you know next year but if you lose him then it's like well I don't know you know it's I agree say. man I think that you know I kudos on Doug Armstrong for not just. Pulling the trigger on whatever deal came around last summer when this all started. But I think that going into pardon me, going into a contract year, um, where knock on wood, 
there's no injury between now and the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's proven that he's back and he can play. I don't think they should have any problems finding a team to take on that salary for one year. Yeah. You know, even if it's a team who knows they can't re-sign him. Like, send him to Colorado, Calgary, wherever. Yeah. Because the the last, and it's been forever since we've heard anything official from the Tarasenko side of things. But I believe the last we heard was that he was open to more teams than originally because he just wanted it done. Yeah. But again, you know, and we've said this, this team starts winning. Both sides may be willing to ride it out to see how far they can go. Yeah, and it seems with the whole Bushnevitz uh, coming coming along and the kind of it looks like a friendship developed there. Yeah. Barbashev and him have always kind of been close, so like I, I think if he stays, it's going to be because Pavel Bushnevich has talked him into staying. Yeah, and I think it would Barbashev too, and Barbashev is having a career year this year too, so I don't know if there's something to do with it there. Who knows? Um, so I always said Cranley signs. <laughs> Uh, rumor mill is just going about with a lot of different people possibly going, possibly, you know, all over NHL. Nothing's really big has been pulled the trigger yet. We're about a few weeks away still. What, two and a half? Yeah, about. So we'll uh, we'll do one leading up to the trade deadline, and we'll do obviously a post trade deadline. Um, we might do live to tape one, depending on scheduling and obviously around that time in March. I think it's like a Tuesday, which is kind of hard. Are to, you saying that we might have a trade show? Yeah. Trade show. show. And so, yeah, so we'll see how the uh, trade deadline shapes up because I always like that day. It's always a fun day. Two days I always enjoy, like, off-season-wise or during the season-wise. Trade deadline day and first day of free agency because you're always, like, refresh. I always feel like, you know. For sure. Refresh. Or you're, like, on your Twitter, like, looking and seeing what's happening. Because I remember the one time I was was at home, and that's when I kept hitting refresh on – my T uh, my computer, and all of a sudden it's like blue sign Paul Stasny. Which know, we all kind of knew was coming. Which we figured was coming, but it was cool to actually see them actually do that because it's a big time player. Yeah. The, the one that always pops into my head um, was when I was living in L.A. And um, it was coming out of the the strike year and hitting refresh on free, free agent frenzy. And, oh, sorry. It was the first day that teams could trade again. Okay. And it's like, God, who are the Blues going to go get? Who are the Blues going to go get? You know, still fairly young and not, you know, thinking business-wise. And just watching is like, oh, my God, they sold off Chris Pronger. Oh, my God, they sold off Pavel Dimitra. What's There's nothing left on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. Like, sometimes you hit refresh, and it's like Christmas morning. And other times you hit refresh, and it's like, you're stuck in a horror movie. Um, the good news is I think that in both cases, both with free agent upcoming year and the trade deadline, I think the Blues are going to be acquiring, not selling it's off. Which is nice. Though. With the exception of maybe Tarasenko. Which is... Uh, it's a big unknown. It's a big unknown, which I think... I, my thing is I think it's an offseason because you have another year. I agree. I think, I think if he wasn't signed next year, there's a decent chance. But if they can't him, get him signed by the draft, I think he's moved. Yeah. Just because, you know, as we've talked about, you, you cannot let a player of Vladimir Tarasenko's caliber just walk. Yeah, because you got to that, keep... That's as bad as John Tavares walking from the Islanders and them getting nothing. Yeah, that took them a while. And it's still kind of recovering. Obviously, they had a couple of years they were playing really well and almost made it to the conference finals, but they haven't really been the same since right. the uh, bubble. They've been kind of struggling. Uh, yeah, I, I just... I don't know, man. I feel like... Hopefully, 
hopefully we don't have to deal with this, and hopefully you know cooler heads have prevailed and, and he's cool with staying. Yeah. Hopefully in free agency a couple of years we're talking about a big acquisition in Matthew Kachuk, too. That'd be nice, too. But we'll see. Though, speaking of big alt, like franchise-altering trades, mm-hmm. what trade happened 26 years ago um, at the end of February? About a week ago now because we're recording on March 6th. So. 26 years ago? So that would have been what? 96. I believe that is a trade between the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. And the Los Angeles Kings. That is correct. And what what mediocre player was required by um, the Blues? Wayne Gretzky. That's yeah, correct. And by mediocre, I'm 100% joking. So the Blues get acquired, and obviously, they, in my opinion, I don't care what anybody says, the greatest player to ever play hockey at this point For sure. in time. So uh, 26 years ago, which is crazy to think about. And I looked at the trade again this week just to kind of see everything, and it's shocking. Five players and two draft picks, right? Let's see. I'm looking at it as three players in true draft picks. Well, five total. Five okay. total. So can you name the three players? Per, picks, we'll say first-round pick and a fifth-round pick in the 96 draft. I always want to throw this guy. Which, the two picks, I don't recognize the names. Really? Let's put it that way. So they two guys that really didn't go on to amount to much. All Let's right. put it that way. I always want to throw this guy's name in there, and I don't remember if I'm right. Was Brett Hedekin part of the deal? He is not. They are all three forwards. They're all three forwards. Uh, Okay, I'll take it back. I don't know about the third one. I can't. Th- I have to look him up real quick. Okay. Um, mm. Give me a second. I'll look at that. But keep going. So three, two forwards for sure. I'm ninety percent sure on the ones a forward. He has a forward. Okay, so all three forwards. I'm drawing a blank. All right, right. I'll give you the first one, which was probably the biggest one of the three. Was Craig Johnson? Craig Johnson. Yeah. So Craig Johnson's probably the biggest of the three. Uh, next, Patrice Tardif. Okay. And third, this is the one I was got confused Why do you always on. want to put Patrice Tardif in goal? I don't know. Huh. Uh, and then the last one, last one, at least, Roman Vopat. Roman Vopat was part of that deal. Yeah. Really? So all three of those guys go to the Kings along with two picks. Four Wayne Gretzky. Mind you, three months of Wayne Gretzky. And you look back, but Craig Johnson, I think, the only guy that I remember sticking with. Did them. you ever get to see him play in a Blues jersey? No. Yeah, I didn't either. The thing, that's, the thing that stinks for I, the – I was the funny story, which I'll do really quickly. Is there was a one night where um, I was going, I got invited to like some really fancy like dinner, and I was like, let's see, ninety six. That makes me uh, fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I, okay, I, you know, I was going went to some fancy meals, nice. Right. And that night, the Blues were playing the Hartford Whalers. Oh wow! Where yeah. Gretzky scored that goal, where he kind of turned sideways and had like a slap shot from the boards. That's I always remember because of this. And my sister got to go to that game. Oh wow! She was and uh, didn't give to you know crap. Sure, but she was very nice and got me like a uh, Gretzky like picture that they had. From the I was a sophomore in college, and I went to school just outside of Columbia. And I remember this is back before um, Blues games were available nightly out of market. Like it was back when they were on Channel Eleven. Yeah, Channel Eleven. So you know there wasn't Fox Sports or things like that. Or Um, very early versions of that. And because this deal happened so fast, uh, the Gretzky debut game was not the national game. They were playing uh, Vancouver. Yeah, up on the West Coast. Yeah, late late game. So it was a satellite game. You had to have you know an NHL satellite package or whatever. So I found one bar in Columbia, Missouri that had it. And I called. I go, are you going to have the game on? They're like, yeah. What I didn't ask was, 
do you have to be 21 to get in? Oh. So me and like four other friends of mine who are all 21 and up drive into Columbia, which is like 25-minute drive. And we get to this place, and they don't want to let me in because I'm not 21. Meanwhile, I'm the only one in our group wearing blues gear. Like, and I am like decked out. Yeah, ready Hat, to go. jersey, ready I'm go. ready. And I was like, dude, what do you need to do to let me in? Like, you're the only place showing this game. I was like, it's Wayne Gretzky, man. And I was like, I'll pay triple cover. Like, you can put a giant black X on my forehead. Whatever you need to do, just mm-hmm. let me in to watch this game. And um, so he went and got the manager. And the manager came out. And he was like, man, we're 21 and up. And I was like... I will do whatever you need me to do. I was like, you want me to order three dinners? I'll order three dinners. Here, I'll sit by myself in the corner. So you yeah. Go like, I, I was like, I'm like, I'll sit right next to the, the exit on a stool. You can sit my friends. I'm like, I just want to watch the greatest player in hockey debut for my team. And he sat around and he was like, there's one table. It's by the big screen. He's like, you sit your ass at that table and you don't move. He goes, I don't care if you need to pee. He's like, the only time you get it from that chair is when your ass is leaving. And I was like, fine, whatever. And they walked me in and like, he, like he brought the server over and said, do not serve him alcohol. And I was like, I'm not even going to try. And they let me in to watch, mm, nice. but it, it, he scored on his first shot. As first a shot blue. Breakaway. Breakaway. Yep. It just, it was such a storybook thing. Um, you know, we obviously know the tale that he, didn't resign, and the rumors of the fact that Keenan apparently wanted to throw a contract in front of him right away, and he said, let's wait until afterwards. And then the rumor was always that Keenan offered him another contract, which was substantially less than yeah. the first one, and basically offended Gretzky to the point that he was like, I'm, I'm out of here. here. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've heard Brett Hall tell stories that he told Wayne, you don't want to stay here. Yeah. Um, who knows why? I, I do know for a fact that he won't talk about it. Um, and I think that is because he's such a good ambassador for yeah, the league. He doesn't want to doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to throw anyone under the bus. Now, a year or two ago, uh, Cam Jansen's podcast had Keenan on. Yeah. And to hear Keenan tell the story, it's very different. Oh, of course. See what you would think, yeah. Um. You know, it, I mean, we've had we had him, which he obviously was on the Strickland podcast as well this week. Yeah. Uh, we have a little promo there. Uh, but we had Janny on, you know, a year or two ago, and he and he talked about it. he talked he he told the same story he told on our podcast about how he just basically told Keenan, "I'm gone. I'm tired of doing wind sprints and not getting dressed. Like you just tell me when I'm traded." Yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, so it just tells you what kind of manager coach he was, and then he's like, "I want you to play for me," and, and you know, Janny was like, "No." So well, obviously remember, he shows like what kind of guy he was. Janny even said that the day that the Blues announced they signed Keenan, one of his boys from the Rangers called him and said, "You're screwed. You're not the type of player he likes." Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's it's just kind of like an interesting. But also, you look back and the Blues have had this like weird thing where they acquire guys. Who, I mean, Gretzky was still like. I had good years left. He had like, oh, yeah. he had like what, a handful of years left, three or four keep years. Keep in mind, right? it's only three years removed from him going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So, I mean, doing pretty good and still, and still, like, still 
it's Wayne Gretzky. Like, it's Wayne Gretzky. And so you think about the Blues has, like I said, a very weird thing of acquiring guys that are like late in their careers. Yeah. Uh, like for example, like Grant Fuhrer like was thought to be washed up and he revitalized his yep. career. Yep. And and mind you, it didn't work out to the greatest, but we had possibly you know people argue about it. The greatest goaltender to ever play, yeah. Martin Brodeur, played. Here, and mind you, seven games, but still, but still, you can my buddy, my our buddy Mike. Oh, dude, who's a huge Broder fan, uh, you know, like that's like something that he's like that can never be taken away. It's like nope. that dude played for my hometown team, and seven I, games, he had a shutout and still played. Doesn't matter. So I worked my job in between, like when I was in college, like when I come home for breaks and summer vacation. My job was I worked at a now defunct sports apparel store that was in tons of malls in st louis called superstars we didn't sell shoes we didn't sell gear we just sold like jerseys starter coats baseball hats things like that the old starter good jackets um the and we would we would customize jerseys usually we would send them out they'd be stitched on it would take like our usual two our usual line was 10 to 14 business days to turn it around Mm. our wait list for blues jerseys because of Gretzky was three months mm-hmm. because everybody, One, everybody 199. wanted a blues jersey with 99 on the back. And that's what I, that's what I got for um, – I got that for my eighth grade graduation or whatever. We had so. T-shirts. Yeah. We had Gretzky T-shirts. Uh, you name it. Like within 48 hours of that trade, we had shirts and hats – and we had one jersey to put on a mannequin in the window. That's it. And there it was like, do not sell it. That is to bring people in to order the jerseys. Um, whether or not you're a fan of Gretzky, whether or not you liked his time here, or you think he screwed the team by leaving or not, the amount of money that he brought into this city and for this that, team. For that three and a half months. Holy shit. Yeah. You couldn't get a blues ticket. Yeah, for that three months. It was – and remember, that was – And I t- tried. And that was the time period uh, if some of our people who were a little bit younger than even you know myself. Yeah. Um, that was the – remember if you remember pay-per-view playoff games. Yes. You remember, you had to pay – it was like four ninety nine, I think, per yes. game. Because uh, yes. KPLR would carry, I think, the home games, I would say. But I think the away games – were pay-per-view at the time because there was no really cable network. Nope. It was ESPN. That was it. And that's it. If ESPN didn't pick up your game, yeah, especially in the, first, in the first round, right. especially because they, you know, later and later, obviously, so many games, so many games, it was pay-per-view. So they would have like basically the KPLR crew yeah. would be like that crew that goes up there. And I remember like my dad, we didn't have cable. So he was like, I guess you're not. So I had uh, my uncle who lived down the street. We'd go to his house and like maybe like 10 of us over there. Yeah. All huddled around watching like a little like you know 17 inch tv you have with the pay-per-view blues game on there and so yeah so that time period and i'm sure they sold a good chunk of uh oh, revenue dude. oh dude yeah. they still you can still go down to the store i was down there this week they still have gretzky jerseys in store yeah that just shows you how long with 26 years later that's still going on so let's let's just talk about it where were you when the goal happened and you know what i'm talking about I was honestly because at the time, second round, my parents was second four, round of the playoffs. Second right? round of playoffs. No, my, my parents together. Yes, my parents are still together. So I was I was still at my I was at my dad's house. Yeah, um, watched it there, and okay. I watched it with my dad. And I remember it happened, 
and I just walked outside and just bro- like literally broke like we had like a little we have like a glass and like patio like yeah. some seasonal room so we literally walked through the screen door got to the outside just sat in a chair and just started openly crying and my dad's just like it's yeah, just hockey oh, I know, but and I'm just like team. and it just like and it's like that, that team, team you look at that team how many Hall of Famers are there? Like, what, all of them at least five off the top of my head. In, I don't know if Glenn Anderson is also. Let, let, let's. I mean, he wasn't in the game, but Grant Fear was on that team. Grant Fear was on that team. Gretzky, Hall, Hull. Pronger, McGinnis. And that's at least on that line. I'll tell you, Tikkins was really good. Yeah. He, I don't know if Courtney he's a Hall Hall is not a Hall of Famer, but a good, good player. Yeah. Uh, looking through there, Rivers probably on that team. Just local yeah. angle, angle I there. was, I was at college. Two of my good friends had a house, and they were Blackhawk fans. Yeah. Um, but once we got into the second round, like, you know, you couldn't watch that game. No one, unless you were a Detroit fan, no one liked Detroit. Yeah. So, you know, there was always bumper stickers, and it didn't matter who your team was. It would be like, my favorite team is the St. Louis Blues, or my two favorite hockey teams are the St. Louis Blues and whoever's playing the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. So everyone in the house was cheering for the Blues just because screw Detroit. Mm-hmm. They were so good. Ridiculously good, and and probably how many Hall of Famers on that team? Oh probably, God. you know what I mean. Just like I know. you look at that game, probably. I, I, I think is I, I don't think I can still even the Blues. Now we have our at least one cup so far. Yeah. Um, I don't. I still have not seen. I've seen that clip when they ran that commercial back in the day. That's the only time I've ever seen that clip. I've never watched that clip. I think maybe they shown on TV by accident. Sure, but I've never like seen that game since that moment since '96. I've yeah. never seen that game again in full. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to do like I, I want to kind of like us do a watch along, like yeah, ha, like we might, might do something like visual maybe this summer to kind of pass by the time. Maybe we'll rewatch that game and just like I think I sat in front of the TV, like as soon as it, as soon as they scored, we just turned it off, turned the TV two to off. one. It was two to one too, right? Yeah. It was like it was such a good game too, and. I remember, I think I just sat there numb mm. for like 15 minutes looking at a blank TV. And to me, it, it, it was as much that it was over, but like, that's how it's going to end? Mm. Like, that, that's the goal? That's, that's the goal that's going to end this? And you look back on how, that, like, and then in our heads, it's like after you got by the, you know, like for you, it was always like a few weeks at least. Yeah. That one took a little bit longer. But you're always like, well... Great, we got Gretzky now. And my younger self didn't get all the intricacies of free agency and sure. all that other stuff. So you're like, oh, we're gonna keep Wayne Gretzky for you know. Because why wouldn't you? You know, and all that stuff. Like we're gonna we're gonna come back we'll next year learning. and we yeah. we can do it next year and then nothing. Yeah. You know. So anyway, so that was I think fun, like 26. It's crazy 26 years ago and how that's kind of worked out and yeah, how you, uh, now Wayne Gretzky, uh, TNT broadcaster and doing a great great, great job. I'll say this, TNT broadcast is phenomenal. Far beyond anything NBC put together in the how many years there was NBC. I agree. I totally agree. You you mentioned um 26 years and not watching that game because of just how it ended. I think that if you go sport by sport, you can find games like that that are like for whatever With fan every base. team, yeah. I can tell you right now I can think of three games between three different sports in my head. Chris can name that one, Chris can name one about within the last three months. And only them. one of them, my team won. I'm going to say hockey, and it's the Wings and Blues. Mm-hmm. College basketball, Duke, Kentucky, the Christian Leitner shot, which is great. Which 
again, might be one of the best sports events of all time. Yeah. And then Bills and Chiefs from back in January. Mm-hmm. I, I, all those games are just like, and that's what is so great exciting about sports too. It's just like exciting. that's how quick it can happen. Yep. That's why I like. That's why I think uh, people live and die on sports because that's yeah. just. Uh, Take I think through. the only one that I don't think could be like that, unless it's a walk-off home run, would be baseball. Mm. Because the way the game is, the way the game is, like you know that, like okay, either this team's going to win it right now, or or we're going to another inning. I think that what's the the one? Uh, and unfortunately, it's always like, like one inning too, which is yeah. like that for like the Cardinals, the one against the Rangers, where the Rangers had one more strike to win it, and then oh, the the freeze game, then freeze. Yeah, I mean that's tripled. that's up there. He did it twice. Yeah. In that game. Once off the wall, then the home run. Then if you remember, then Berkman had to like tie yeah. it the next day because yeah. they gave up a home run in the next yeah. thing. So, yeah. So, that get, that's one of the very few for baseball. I'm like. I would say that's one. I would say the Yankees, the Yankees completing the comeback from down 0-3 to Boston yeah. with the walk-off home run in the ninth. Yeah. So, there's, there's something I'm sure we can come up with. We really thought about it. But. Uh, locally, I think those, that one for St. Louis at least sticks oh, out. Oh, both of those for sure. Yeah. And that, so. that is always, I think that from the heartbreak side, that's always the, the, the Blues one. Always. Yeah. Because of you look at how stacked that team was. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously stacked. And that was, I was like, this is our year. Yeah. And like well, the one year when we won it, we kind of had high, high hopes. But I think after the start, you were like, our, we remember, remember for Hughes. on this podcast, we talked about Lose for Hughes literally two weeks before they went on that run. Yep. Right after, right during the All-Star break, we talked about, like, oh, O'Reilly's the uh, – or I think, yeah, O'Reilly was our All-Star at the time. And I'm like, yeah, because he's the only one playing worth, worth a crap right only now. Only one. And we're like, all right, all right, next year, I was like, great, we'll have O'Reilly and Hughes down the middle. And we were, like, talking about that possibility. Yep. And then, five, what, five months later, we're sitting here celebrating a Stanley Cup championship. So yep. this tells you how things can change. Sure. Uh, which is why I think in my uh, now maybe wisdom now, I don't live and die on every game, 82 games. No, I, I don't either. To, I don't As I either. used to. I used to be really down. Especially after, like, this stretch has been a little rough. Let's say that the we're the quickly over the Rangers game. Blues started off not great. Yeah. Down two to, you know, this is a national game. You had down two nothing uh, about uh, most of the way through the third period. And then they have a big thing where O'Reilly gets them going, Barvashev gets a breakaway, yep. Perron gets a goal. So finally three you, goals with three shots in the last three minutes of the second. Um they get a really good goalie up then the Rangers. I thought the Blues played the Rangers really well too until too. the third period. And third period they just laid fell back laid back and just it just slowly fell apart in a scramble and Nemeth gets the goal. Uh Kreider gets the tip in right in front with poor coverage there and then Panarin gets the uh, empty netter. So a little rough going there, but I thought the Blues, that was a very winnable game, to say the least. I agree. Uh, the next one is the New York Islanders, which let's, let's kind of lump the Islanders and, and Jersey game together because I think you can basically call it the same game For minus sure. the Blues actually Getting got enough point. time to get a point on the uh Yeah, I think Jersey they're game. very, very similar games. I think the Islander game was very much a, more of a playoff game because it was very much like, I say rough and tumble, but very much yeah. like uh, a lot of fights. That that. Third, it was that, very scrappy. That fourth line of the Islanders, to me, would fit in very well with the St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah. Um, Martin, Zizekas, and Clutterbuck. Uh, the rumor was, I saw the other day, which well, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, Kerber brought up they wouldn't be surprised if the Blues upgrade their fourth line. Um, and he brought up a guy like Cal Clutterbuck as a guy to bring in. Um, 
interesting. That would fit into a Barube type player for hard four checker. Doesn't you know won't shy away from hitting or getting in the guy's face. I wouldn't be if he's available. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know who you trade in that instance, but uh, that's an interesting kind of way to go. Because I thought the fours are pretty loaded, honestly. But the last last two or three games has been kind of rough going. Uh, Tarasenko had a couple assists in the. Devils game, but outside of that, I didn't see. It seems like I had much from him the last couple of games. Bushnevitz had a couple of really good chances in the Rangers game, and most of the team was invisible against the Islanders game. I really can't even. They waited to the third period. Uh, they faced uh, Sorokin, who was very, very good in the third. Uh, kind of held it in there. The Blues had a little more time; they could have possibly tied it, but possibly. They the last. Three minutes of that game, the Blues came on. Yeah. It was just too little, too late. Yeah, that, that's the problem. You can't play, you know, poop. Basically, forty-eight minutes out of a game, or you know, even that less than that. I think they probably had eight minutes out of that game. But like for the Rangers game, they played great for the first yeah. two periods, and I was like, great. If you keep playing that way, you're fine. And then they didn't play it in the third, and they lost. Yeah. Ever since that third period, the rest of the trip, they've been not great. Agreed. And Agreed. So two They've been to one, very mediocre. Yeah, two to one against the Islanders, who are not a playoff team. No. Um, Costin gets his first NHL fight against Mayfield. Um, the fourth, yeah, that's the thing is, I the fourth line, I, like as much as I like Bozak, and I think he's a very so useful player. Is he? So they keep sitting Logan Brown. They, they say, hey, he's a top nine guy. He's not a fourth line guy. Right. Do you think that's kind of like what you should have to do the Tyler Bozak treatment, though? Because to me, Bozak, his skill set is more top nine. Like him grinding down low is kind of not Tyler Bozak type of play. So is that possibly hurting like a fourth line type of, you know, what the Blues like out of their fourth line? I don't know if I'm the guy to answer this because I'm admittedly a Tyler Bozak fan. I'm saying, is, it, is does it fit his skill set to be on the fourth line? No, I mean, I don't not think saying, it does. Not, not saying he's playing bad. I'm saying yeah, it fit I, his skill set. That's the trick. I, I mean, he's if what if what you want out of your fourth line is a traditional checking line or a, a tougher line, more physical line, then no, he's not. He's not that guy. He is your third line guy. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, God, for years we, we bitched about being thin up the middle, and, and now we have an abundance up the middle. Yeah. Um, but where are you going to put him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a problem. He's not like Braden Shen that can play center or wing, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, not, you're obviously also not going to put him above anybody else that you have right now at center. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. So the Blues fall 2-1 to one to the Islanders, and they have back-to-back games. So then Sunday, today, March 6th, they play the rain, uh, Excuse me, the Devils. Not great. Huso in net. Uh, and let's just say this. As much as the f- that first Islander goal on Bennington wasn't great, he was pretty solid the rest of the way through. And yes. the problem is you can't blame it on him because you were only scoring one goal with literally three minutes left in the game. You really can't expect to win every game. They should be happy they're at least in that game with three minutes left the way they are playing. So, uh, Bennington, I thought, has been playing pretty decent, honestly, out the last few games. So, that's good to I see. I don't disagree. So, that's good to see. So, back-to-back games. Obviously, you get Huso in that today. Uh, I thought he played extremely well again. So, we'll take we'll continue to take that out of our goaltending as a, at least the positive out of this so far. Um, Blues wait to the third period, and then they literally kind of do what they did against the Rangers. Two seam passes to the middle, 
two shots, two goals, playing a rookie goaltender in uh, Dawes. And uh, they had some chances here and there. And I, honestly, as fast as the Jer- as New Jersey was, I said Jersey, I almost said Jersey because they, they were in their Jer- Jersey shirts. So anyway, but they were very fast. But I, I thought the Blues really – could have been like I, their style. Like they could have, based, they were very slow looking compared to the. Jersey. You're not wrong. And I, I don't know if it was the way Jersey was playing or just the way the Blues were playing because it was just they seemed like kind of what they were late la- early last year where they were just slow, methodical, and not really kind of doing the same thing. Get down low, cycle it to the top of the you know defenseman, try get a shot through. Problem yeah. is. Blues getting ton of, tons of shots blocked, and that's got to change. They had nearly 20-something blocked the last two games each. So they need to get that figured out. As much as you got a goal from Krug and Cairo uh, in the third period to bring them back to even, a lot of penalty calls against Blues today. Uh, Berube said they all were uh, against, you know, he had no problem with them. So five against to our one, especially one with two minutes left in the game uh, against us. But – Turned out to be the Blues losing overtime off a pretty decent shot, at least to say the least, from uh, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, on a, great shot. On a th- terrible turnover, but great shot. Terrible turnover and terrible coverage by Robert Thomas, who got puck looking at uh, uh, Heischer. So, yes. Uh, so that happens. So the Blues get to come home now and get to make up a couple games or play a couple games here. Try to get some revenge against the Rangers on Thursday. I'll be there. Uh, they will be playing the uh, Senators of Ottawa this week. So, Senators have been struggling with the score some goals. Shout out again, I saw. Yep. So, as much as they're supposed to be the team turning it around this year, according to their mm, owner. Maybe not. Not great. Uh, so, still struggling to find the goalie and stuff up there. So, uh, But the big game, I think, next week, which is another, another big game next week, is going to be the – Nashville Predators against the Blues. I think that's could be your potential playoff kind of scenario you're looking at with the Blues. Uh, could be facing them in the playoffs because the Blues have looked a lot better up until this point. So we'll dive into the quick standings before we decide to get out of here. So standings-wise, the Blues have a bunch of games. Uh, had a bunch of games in hand, or excuse me, on Minnesota, but now the Blues have got kind of caught up uh, on there. So they have 71 points, good for second in the Central. So right now they'd be facing the Minnesota Wild in the second in the for the you know first round. They have home ice, which is nice, but uh, Minnesota is now not playing this weekend so far. We were even with them going to this weekend on games played, but the dropping the one and going getting a point in another, we just get one point. It sucks. Now they have two games in hand, and so they're four points back of us. So if they take uh, a couple of these games, they're going to pull ahead just based on uh, points percentage and uh, to say the least. So right now, Blues are going to be in a dogfight to hold on to the second spot, but they're in good uh, good position to make the playoffs, to say the least. So uh, Minnesota, so Colorado running away with it, to say the least. So 56 games played, 40 wins, uh, ridiculous. 676 uh, per, uh, winning percentage, good for 85 points. That's best in the – not only the Central, is best in the West. Uh, so Colorado was probably going to be the number one seed uh, in the West uh, for sure. If Calgary has anything to say about it, who knows. But Colorado will be your number one seed going into the playoffs from what I can see. Um if they can hold on to that, they would more than likely play 
not the not the Las Vegas Golden Knights because they are not in the playoffs currently. Yeah, so that's a uh, very surprising. Uh, considering they love to make the big uh, signings, they sign, oh, sign Petrangelo. You know, they sign Petrangelo and they sign. Uh, you know, they trade trade for Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Pacioretty a couple years ago, Mark Stone a couple years ago. So they've kind of like actually mortgaged the farm to get to this point. So they got the team now. Um, so I take it back with the win late last night. They have pulled into third place in the Pacific. They they place they will face the Los Angeles Kings, but mind you, they are tied uh, with Nashville in points, and only one point. Dallas is only one point back of them. Yeah. So Dallas, uh, fifty four games played. Uh, the Blues have the most games played right now behind uh, Los Angeles, and uh, Colorado has fifty six. So Calgary is the only team that could really catch Colorado. So Colorado is pretty much in the driver's seat the rest of the way oh, for the playoffs. Good. Holy crap. So they're going to be in the driver's seat as well. Um, Maybe they'll get the uh, Yeah, never know. We know how that goes in St. Louis. So mm-hmm. playoff-wise, it's going to be kind of a dogfight for the wild card uh, spots. Edmonton is probably the closest. I mean, Vancouver is not far off, but if they decide to sell the farm or whatever, it could be hard for them. Same with Anaheim. Anaheim 61 points, four yeah, points Edmonton out. And then they play uh, the big game, of which we were talking about, was the they play the Predators next Saturday. Right. So then that Sunday they go back home to face the Jets, which is another, you know, it could be an interesting game. Jets are, that's a team that's kind of falling apart. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see what they do. Then you got the uh, Penguins at, uh, at home. Yep. But then you go on the road to face the Blue Jackets. And that's the interesting – that's the last game before the trade deadline. The trade deadline is the 21st, is Monday. Yeah. So then they play Tuesday, the 22nd. So it's going to be a four and two. If you go back and look at that. You know what? I would say three weeks ago, I think it was pretty unanimous that the Blues were going to look at help on the on the backside, on the blue line. And I think they still will. And I think that all signs are pointing towards getting a third-party intermediary, and everyone seems to think it's going to be Detroit to, to help with this, Yeah, and get Ben Chirot out of, out of Montreal. Okay. Which, okay, fine. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan, but if you're going to spend the assets, go well, for it. The thing it. is, I don't, I don't think they have enough to go get Giordano. I, I don't know how you do it without a first round pick, and that's well, and they, they kind of want to hold on to that. And with what the, the, the salary cap, like Scandell is not hurt enough to be long term IR. No, because if he, he was, you just move him to long term IR. There's your money. And also, if you, nobody would really take that contract either. That's the yeah. other hard part about it. So I think if you rule out that they can't afford Giordano. I think Ben Sherratt's the next dude. Yeah, because Chickering, um, I think, is just too expensive. To that, that. that price tag's ridiculous. And I don't think you have the pieces, honestly. No. If you do the pieces, you're literally – that's literally mortgaging the farm because you don't have much left. Correct. And supposedly they want, like, Peronovich, neighbors. No. Somebody else. You don't get both of them. A first-round pick and possibly Hoffer. I would say you pick between Peronovich um, – uh, I say keep neighbors. I say keep neighbors. I, I, if you're getting chicken, I would basically say take Perunovic because it's, it's it's the same player. Because it, it's yeah, it's that it's like the same age. Yeah. So it's like take Perunovic. That's that's my person to throw in there. And Perunovic right now is Perunovic. If you want like a roster player just to have fill a body, basically take you take Scandella. Sure. And then you throw a first round pick. That's the best I do for that trade. Yeah, I agree. I think the price tag on that trade. But and is I think that's whack. 
I think Arizona won't do that. So that's fine. That's not a big deal. But that's that's where I would go. With do it. you think that given the recent um, play over this last week of this team, that they need to look at bringing something in offensively? I wouldn't. Like I said, a couple of things that have been lightly mentioned is the like the the thing they said about on the ESPN article this week about the who's the Blues, what they might do. And it's like all I said was basically praising Armstrong how good he is, and he's like we just know he's been sniffing around big t- big ticket names like Claude Drew, and that's a nut- that's a different person that's brought that up again. Yeah. So obviously, could they be regurgitating that just for an article? Sure, but to me, um, if it keeps getting out there, I'm sure it's a possibility. To me, and I know like our little friend group kind of liked was been saying today, uh, like Perron hasn't looked the same this year. He hasn't. And who knows if it's from a mix of just having a down year, COVID. He had a concussion earlier this year. So who knows if it's a mixture of all that to mix together. I've got a soft spot for that dude now. Like, he I'm ready really for, lo- I'm he ready really loves St. Louis. He really loves St. Louis, and that's my thing. It's like I yeah. don't wanna don't wanna ship him off like or anything. Unless like, it's gonna be a rental and he comes back next year. Yeah, if you get Drew to sign next year, with the rumor, you know, the what the hope is, he's he lives near Ottawa, yeah. and he wants to go to Ottawa and finish his career here to rebuild that franchise. So which, let me ask you, that's this. a rumor, but let me ask you this hmm. because one of the big teams linked to the Giroux deal right now is the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, do you overpay for Giroux in trade assets to not only bring him on your squad but to keep him out of Colorado? I guess it depends on the overpay. I guess at the end of the day, but to me, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to send them Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, to me, to me, like Colorado stacked already. I like to me get them getting Giroux. The, is, they also got the room. Yeah, they, they're they're Giroux's preference is Colorado, supposedly. The, you know, and they but the other two places he would accept is Minnesota and St. Louis. So that's yeah. good to hear. But I guess it depends on the overpay. At the same time, I'm kind of I wouldn't mind it because I think that just gives you. A guy, another good guy in the faceoff circle, another guy who can play center. Send him Tyler Bosak. Another guy who's really good uh, offensively. Yep. And can like when we played Philly a few weeks ago, he was a killer. He was the only person that was playing worth a darn on that yeah. team, and was constantly getting pressure still. So me, I would send them. I would send them Costin and um, and Bozak and a pick. Yeah. I think the Blues. I think the switch they should make. Um, and see how it goes is try Joshua as your fourth in your fourth line. And they remember they did it for a while with Bozak out, and we were pretty successful there yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, if because that's the kind of like line you want, like a heavy line, as much as like we talked about, that's just not a skill set. I like Bozak, and yeah. I think for that contract for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, I mean that's that's no brainer. Right. That's somebody like if if they just retain him next year for that, and he's your extra forward, great. Sure, that's what I wouldn't mind at all. So. It'll be interesting few weeks left, so 21st, so we got about 15-ish days, give yeah. or take. Yep. So we'll see how it turns out from there. So if you get hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, at Blues Hockey Podcast. Also check out our website. It's blueshockeypodcast.net or .com, either one. Get you to the same place. You'll find a bunch of stuff there, including our podcast and where to find our podcast, which includes Apple Podcast. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, 
uh, Amazon Music, and much, much more. So check it out there. You can also find a couple different tabs. Uh, our Blues Hall of Shame is up there. We need to we need to put someone in that. So. Yeah, we'll work on work. We'll work towards a couple of things. So we'll get that going. And also, uh, if you want to find uh, links to uh, Brook Royal and all their music, so uh, they are back, which is kind they of they cool. are. They look like the Backstreet Boys. I know that's really funny. We gave them crap about that, but. They're going to be a point fest, which is really fun. Yes. So we're going to um, see them. That's some music. I'm going to try to get those two on. I'm going to try to get them on before the playoffs and try or maybe for playoff preview. We'll see. Uh, or at least one of them for sure and talk about the new single that's coming out in April. So it could be kind of a little promo thing. So we'll go from there. So other thing that is on the website is all our sponsors. For first off is uh, DraftKings. So you know, DraftKings, use the code THPN. And when you first sign up, you get a bunch of bonuses. Or if you already have an account, use that code and you get – uh, a couple of little bonuses. You can go ahead. You got March Madness starting. Yep. So put everything on Gonzaga. I hope Duke makes a run for Coach K this year. Yep. Last year for him. They got blown out in their season finale I last saw that. home game. I saw that. Yikes. Well, but uh, I always I had a soft, heart, soft spot for Gonzaga because there was always like the now they're very well known. But back oh, yeah. back in when I was in high school, they were kind of like the. They were the mid major. Yeah, the mid major, like you always like rooted for and stuff. So now they're kind of a big team. So yep. go uh, go ahead and go to DraftKings today. Uh, secondly, is Lucky Lola. So uh, two of Chris's favorite products is the uh, jalapeno sweet heat, and which also, is tasty, and also uh, the salmon rub. Rubbing them salmons. So he loves those two things along with the uh, bratwurst that they have as yes. well. So you find those at Kenrick's and also at Fresh Time. Last but not least. Our buddy Will is doing some big things over Dude. at Rockstar uh, Taco. So good. At uh, Gaslight. Gaslight. I almost like I said something else, but Gaslight. 4916 Shaw. Uh, go and check them out uh, Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 5 o'clock for a dine-in or carry-out. Yep. And they do have, which we saw on Friday, do have Lent specials. So any of yes. you want to go get some Lent specials, uh, tacos, um, uh, they have like a jackfruit taco, which yep. is interesting. So it looks it looks interesting. So I kind of think I want to go try that. Crab Rangoon quesadilla, son. Yeah, that's a, that's the other big one. So go get all that uh, for your Lenten specials on Friday. So head down to uh, there today. So we'll wrap it up there, and I think uh, we're good to go. So hopefully the Blues can turn it around this coming week. Here's hoping. Maybe some home cooking will give them a little boost they need. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Treat yourself. Treat yourself.